You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support for this podcast comes from Healthnetics. Do you have nagging aches and pains from your younger, more athletic days? Healthnetics CBD is a premium brand CBD that may help take care of aches and pains as well as relieve anxiety and sleeplessness. Healthnetics products are all natural, THC-free, made in the USA, and undergo third-party lab testing to ensure quality and purity. All CBD is not the same. Order today with a money-back guarantee at healthnetics.com and use promo code SPORTS for 20% off. Hello and welcome to episode 61 of Eurobash. Um, your thoughts and prayers have been received. Um, Mr. Noel McGrath here looking very, very bad. I mean, you might have seen oh, one of several up. hundred social media posts about him having a cold, but he has somehow <laughs> managed to turn on his computer and sit down and grace us this week. I mean, what a hero, what a modern day saint. Yeah. Noel McGrath braving a cold. To record an hour-long podcast. Well done, though. Well done. That's me clapping. That's Thanks. me clapping. You're, you're irritating me off the bat straight away. This is this is well, a great, this easily is a great irritated start. if you're going to be this dramatic about a cold. You I'm know, not, I'm not being dramatic. <laughs> you're you're the one fucking. I don't know. You so much hate. Oh, why are you so much hate in your system? You think you're going to make it through? Maybe, maybe not. We'll we'll I, find out. We'll find you wrote out a will yet or anything? <laughs> Shut up, I'm going to smash this computer off the, the, out the window. We know you're a bash. <laughs> so you've had a cold since Tuesday of last week and you're still still sick? <laughs> I am actually, yeah. So you can probably hear my voice. Like, I'm not, like, oh, God, you're the one making a big issue of this. All right, go on, go on, just get on with the show. You're so annoying soft. me. So you're soft. Annoying I, mean, me. <laughs> I don't know how you played competitive rugby, like, and you're this, you're this much of a wuss when it comes uh, to being mate, sick. It's unbelievable. I'll tell you what, I haven't had a bloody antibiotic in over 10 years, 15 years. So don't be calling me that. I'm tough as nails. Like, why wh- do, do people generally consume antibiotics on a daily basis? Like, what's going on? Well, a lot of people do, yeah. It must be a Southside thing. <laughs> um, we had a big, big week of MMA last week. Uh, I don't know if you could see it because, you know, your vision probably went for a while with yeah, that cold. It's it so did. bad. But uh, there was UFC Sao Paulo. There was Bellator in Israel. There was a big week with the IMAF tournaments. Uh, a medal chart has not been released for that yet. I would love to see who dominated the stakes this time around. And, of course, there was Brave CF um, with um, an unfortunate debut for Ireland's own Curtis. Chaos Curtis. Um, but before we get into that, 
We'll have to take a look at the news. This is number one bullshit. So Michael Page has got a new opponent. Um, it's Giovanni Malello, who is making his Bellator debut on the card in the main event, which is quite a big uh, jump up for him, I assume. Chris Bungard will also now face Benjamin Brander um, after his initial opponent, Mario Saeed, has uh, withdrawn from the action. Another new um, a replacement for Paddy Pimblett. It's Joe Gianetti, a tough finalist for Paddy now after his much-anticipated opponent uh, bout with Donovan Desmay fell through. Ross Pearson suffered a devastating Roland Thunder knockout this weekend um, at the heel of Davey Gallon at MTK MMA. Um, not really the return to MMA that people had hoped to yeah. see from Russ. Um, Owen Roddy says he will be in Conor McGregor's corner when the Irishman does return to the Octagon. He has mooted a January 18th return, but the UFC have yet to confirm that. Luke Rockholt will take on Nick Rodriguez on November 30th at Polaris in Newport, Wales. Uh, a big, big name for the for the grappling card there. I'm sure a lot of people will be getting down to Newport to see that. Also, um, finally, and I think this is interesting because of the promotion that's involved, Taylor Lapalus has become the latest UFC veteran to sign for Aries Fighting Championship. Uh, Viventi Sports are the um, the driving force behind this promotion, right. which is also being backed by Fernand Lopez, who has brought the world Mr. Francis Ngannou and Cyril Gann. They're doing their first event in Dakar, Senegal, on December 14th. And there's a lot of money coming in there from Viventi, who own cannot. Uh, oh, Canal Plus, is that how you Yeah, say it French, French station. Yeah, they also have uh, the African networks as well. Yeah. It's going to be an African slash European um, promotion. A lot of money, as I said, going in there, a lot of backing. So it will be interesting to see how they get on, especially... Huge money. The, yeah, and especially with, with France being making the sport legal, I feel like, you know, with, with, a bit of, with a bit of money there, areas can be become like a cage warriors for yeah. France or something like that. So it, it's interesting one to keep a, keep an eye on for that one. Definitely. That's pretty much all the news. Did I miss out there? I feel like no, I missed. There's been a load of sort of fight announcements all over the place, but we'd be here all week if we were talking about them. But um, no, I don't. I think you think you've pretty much nailed everything on the head. I'm mean, very interested about that Aries, as we talked about at the end. There, I think it's um, as you said. I think it's the right time for someone to start up something in the French market with the TV deals, with the legalization of the sport. It could mm-hmm. be a very, very good move. But again, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how much. Um, and how stable this uh, flow of money is going to be because we've often seen guys, you know, come in with big bucks and then obviously, you know, pull out after uh, yeah, after a while. True, yeah. and it's not working too long. So, so, so let's see how that one works out. But it's it is it's, it's good news for the French team, definitely. A skeptical eye will keep on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, right. So, how are you, Peter? You haven't told us how you are. How was your week? It was alright. I had a bit of a funny day on Saturday. I was at home. Um, I was watching the fights and. The lovely Elaine Slater, uh, my wonderful partner in crime, rang me at about 3 a.m. and she said, Pick me up. A few drinks involved. Um, and she was like, Peter, come on down and get me. Um, I'm in, I'm in Kirsty's house. Um, I mean, no name's house on, on the Navajo Road. And I was like, All right. Uh, yeah, give me, I said, Give me 30 minutes to watch the, the co main and main. I said, 30 minutes to an hour and I'll come and get you. She said, No problem. After three, four o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I, so I wait. I watch the comment. I watch Paul Craig and Shogun, and uh, the main event starts. And around round two, I look at the clock and I'm like, "Shit, I'm gonna have to go and get her." So I stopped watching the fucking main event. Got in the car, you didn't miss drove much. about twenty minutes to uh, the Navin Road down there. Got outside the house, rang Elaine's friend, 
Elaine's already after going. She's already <laughs> heading off with two of her mates. Oh, I can just imagine Petey. Holy God. Look, she forgot her phone, so I couldn't <laughs> even ring her. So then I was trying to ring the friend that she left with, Ray, uh, Ray and Sarah. And I'm like driving around, <laughs> circle oh, no. around in the state, just looking for her in case she's just somewhere on the road. But uh, got home about half five, you know yourself. Jesus. Uh, Watched, uh, tried to catch up on all the fights then, but uh, pretty funny stuff, to be fair. It was. Uh, <laughs> I'd say you were like a canary. No, it was just funny, to be honest, because uh, Elaine, Elaine hasn't been out uh, with her mates like that in a long time, and she never fails to deliver. And um, <laughs> once again, she did not fail to deliver. But uh, at stuff. the time, I was going like, shit, I'm going <laughs> to miss the whole main event. I had to go back and watch that. But as I, as when I got home, um, the bare knuckle main event was kicking ah, off, which stop. I know you love. So um, stop. I was able to watch that at least. Okay, moving on swiftly. <laughs> no bad um, Yeah, I just kind of wanted to briefly talk about this Fame MMA UK oh, thing because we have to. <laughs> it, no, like I mean, I'm not here to promote it at all. Yeah, it's the most farce. ridiculous fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, they had the press conference there yesterday. A bunch of lads I've never even heard of in my life. Um, Charlie Slot, the the old <sighs> DJ from Fire in the Boot, was presented it somehow. It was ridiculous. Uh. The, the lads like talking about fights they've been on nights out, basically. They think that because they've been in fights on nights out, they think they can fight in MMA. <laughs> they had they did these face-offs where they put a microphone in between them as they're facing off so they could talk shit to each other. Some of the worst fucking slaggings I've ever heard in my life. Um, I just don't like this shit. Um, like, I mean, it's basically with the likes of James Haskell. Right? Aaron Chalmers, in fairness, he, he's won, yeah, he's yeah, won our, um, our favor Respect. in a way because he went there, he competed, he challenged himself. Like, Haskell now... Uh, come signs and now he's in the jungle and now these fucking no, like whoever they are fighting in MMA it's just it just makes the sport look like you can just walk into it from any walk of life and, and succeed and I don't like that that vibe I don't like that message um, no, I think it's absolutely ridiculous it's bollocks I've been, here's a direct quote I've been on nights out I've been in scraps I know what this is yeah. ridiculous uh, No, it is and I totally agree with you and I think it's um, you know it just devalues um the sport it takes the piss out of it you know guys like myself yourself um a lot of guys in the, in the european scene have been trying to sort of legitimize the sport and we've to deal with this shit and see this shit and it's uh it's an embarrassment it is it's a total embarrassment and uh i saw for like two seconds i think al forum was interviewing some of the fans or something like that and i was like i actually just got so angry like it sort of built up inside me that i nearly i just went listen if i watch any more of this i'm gonna be in a worse mood than i am so i better not watch it i just turned it off straight away yeah, like I mean, it was, it was just mad that the, the press conference was two hours long. Was it that long? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, thank God! And, you know, whatever about Al Foran, like get paid, mate. Like I don't, I don't hate on you for this. this yeah, no, I'm not saying no. I'm just saying the whole thing. because of him. It's um, promoters trying to earn a quick book, and this quick money that's involved in MMA only cheapens it, man. Yeah. Every time. Um. So yeah, that's uh, it's it's hilarious though. I'll, I'll tell you that much. It's. I, they, I don't know how people. They did one in Poland. In it's basically like a reality TV show. Yeah. You know, it's terrible. Like even even Charlie Slot's like bigging up one of the fights between two lads I've never heard of, and he's like, "So, which one of you went out with her first and all?" I'm like, "What the fuck?" They've they've had events. They've already had events um, in Poland. This is the first UK one. Yeah, and, uh, the Polish games are up there. Uh, it was embarrassing as well. It was embarrassing. I saw there was um um. A smaller gentleman fighting a bigger gentleman and all this kind of stuff and the Polish Oh, one. yeah, 66 kilos versus 78 kilos. It like, was, I mean, um, it's an absolute... It's a joke. It's, it's an it's, absolute it's, piss take. And I think anyone who really, sh- to be honest, even consuming it, 
should be pretty ashamed of themselves because if they are mixed martial arts fans, because it's absolute dire shit. It's. I'll tell you what's freaking me out a bit. Someone's going like, to get hurt with things like people that. People are asking Aaron Chalmers, like, oh, oh, would you fight one of these guys? Like, Aaron's fought professional fighters, yeah, okay? Exactly. Like, if, if if they try and start making his next opponent come from an event like this, that, that really cheapens what he's doing. Oh, yeah, like, 100%. Takes away from it. I'll have to do an about turn on his situation if they start trying to match him with these lads with quiffs and whatever else and um, who've gone to the gym twice yeah. and are now going to fight each other. I'm not really... Yeah, I didn't like... And i tell you, well, one thing I didn't like, and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Bellator did something like that because they openly entertained, you know, um, open ways there recently in, in a tweet they put out uh, on social media. So, you know, um, I don't think they should be even entertaining that kind of shit because it's, it's you know, it's, it's just a shocking look for, for mixed martial arts uh, and obviously one of the bigger scenes in the world doing stuff like that. So, nah. Not down with it, brother. Yeah. Not down with it at all. Just finally, huge, um, huge Breaking reaction news. to last week's uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, massive, obviously, with uh, Tom King's interview on there. And, of course, we had Paul Craig as well. Um, keeping the Euro bash, um, not losing streak alive, I'll say. <laughs> it's <laughs> a draw. But uh, huge, uh, massive numbers, thanks to the thousands and thousands of people who, who listened to yeah, well, it. Well um, done, great interview with Tom. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it when I was, uh, when I was editing the back the next day. I didn't have the same much, man. He, he, was, he was very good. It's hard to believe uh, that Tom hasn't really you know, done a huge amount of interviews because very professional, I thought. Like, I was just basically... Um, yeah, he's know, a, he's the, he, but he's the kind of guy, and I think it's good for, for a coach to be like that. It, sometimes it's better when coaches... Aren't they doing away from the abrasiveness of the the game, basically? Yeah, but that and when a coach doesn't get his head in the media every two minutes, you don't want some fighters don't enjoy their coaches being in the spotlight, being in the media, doing interviews. Tom rarely does that, and he hasn't for years. So, um, it is good to hear what he had to say, but sometimes it can be a bit of a distraction. I think, um, you know, from your own personal point of view, if you're out doing things like that, if you're a coach, it's like a lot of agents in, uh, you know, apart from MMA, MMA agents seem to love the microphone, but. You look on any sort of sport around the world, you very rarely, rarely see agents or anything like that doing interviews. So, yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's it's a big, big story, I guess, for um, European MMA with the SBG story being is, so yeah. prominent. But you know, after doing that interview, Tom kind of made a line in the sand, like that's the end of that. Yeah. Uh, so, fair enough. Uh, we tried to get John on to speak about it. You can understand he doesn't really want to speak about things like that. But yeah. um, really, I just wanted to say thanks very much to everyone who listened because um, it was huge for us. Um, and we've been blown away by the number since we started this, but uh, there's bigger weeks and there's smaller weeks, but that was very, very good. Um, so, um, will we get on with the first interview of the day, Noiler? Why not, my brother? Why not, my brother? Um, unfortunately, I spoke to Michael Venom Page <laughs> when he was still fighting Derek Anderson, so we're going to have to <laughs> get rid of that chunk of the interview, but um, a lot, lots more things of interest to talk to uh, Mr. Venom about, obviously, the Mergliata thing the last time in Dublin was a huge thing, so we talked a bit about that. It seems like they've uh, they've settled the score there, so to speak. Uh, not that he really wants to get into it, knowing that we're going to be banging up an article on anything he says about that situation. So uh, I heard Be- I heard Bellator uh, entertaining a fight between the two of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be on Fame MMA UK too, but uh, it's <laughs> it's. Um, I also asked him about because when we were in Dublin. Um, <laughs> a formidable journalist from the UK. Um, oh, is this his question? Has, uh, no, a formidable uh, journalist from the UK had told us that basically a fight between MVP and Paul Daly was set in stone for that November date in London, and we know now that's not happening. So I did have to ask him about that as well. Um, oh, God. 
<laughs> oh god <laughs> but uh yeah i asked him about a few other things so um he's gonna listen out listen listen up to that and um, check it out i think it, it will be a bit shorter because we had to cut the anderson chunk out and um, but we'll be back in roughly seven to ten minutes i'd imagine <laughs> and now we are joined by the kickboxing spectacular himself Mr. Michael Venom Page, who was coming off that win over Richard Coyley in Dublin. Michael, how are you? I'm doing great. Feeling good, as you say. Coming off the win, so just kept the momentum going straight back into training, so I'm feeling good. Has there been anything said since? I remember you spoke to us afterwards and you told me directly that, you know, you had an issue with Dan Mergliotta there. Um, there was lots of reaction around the world to this. I mean, ha- has that situation improved? Has there been any feedback to you on, on the situation with Dan? Yeah. Um, I was in New York the other day, spoke to Dan. Uh, he came up to me and uh, he apologised for just, just the whole thing. Um, we had a nice, We had a nice discussion. Uh, so that for me, that 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 episode is now past. You know, it's just uh, it's just something something. Uh, it's, it's old news now. You know, that's all I said. I wanted I wanted to you know have a face to face with him, and um, uh, all respect to him, he came out to me, and um, yeah, we we squashed that. So it's just a, it's just a thing of the past now. How did he explain that situation to you? Like, does he does he say I'm in the wrong? Do you did you gain anything from that conversation where you could see where he's coming from at all, or did, did you just feel as though they just needed to put a full stop on the situation? Yeah, it's for me now, it's just it's a full stop on the situation. I don't I don't care to go over specifics. I think that would probably further or that would probably keep us in in in, in bad terms because we're probably <laughs> right. like disagreeing on something. You know what I mean? So I, I thought, you know, it's just best to say, you know, appreciate the fact that he, he made the effort to come over and, you know, just apologise for any 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 bad blood uh, or me feeling in, in, in negative about him in any way. And I just accepted that for what it, for what it is, and uh, we just kept, you know, shook hands, kept him moving from there. So it's, it's for me, it's, it's all good. I felt like there was like a, an incredible amount of backlash uh, because of your performance that night. Like, and I mean, we we've seen a lot worse in in, in like the octagon and the UFC and in different Bellator fights back in the lead XC days. I mean, are you surprised when you see this? People saying like, "Oh, he's clowning on this guy," despite you saying that he wasn't on your level beforehand. You're basically showcasing that in there, and then there's all this backlash. Like, I mean, does that surprise you when it happens? Because I was a bit taken aback by it, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, but like, for me, it's, uh, people's responses are, are very unpredictable, man. It's like it's like the English weather. So, from <laughs> you never know. You'll never predict, or you'll never get why uh, people say. Or and a lot of times, it's very sheepish mentality. It's, you know, if a couple of people start saying one thing, everybody jumps on the same on, on the bandwagon and just start saying the same thing. Um, so yeah, it doesn't it doesn't bother me at all. There was a lot of talk backstage in Dublin, um, even before you fought Richard, that um, you know they were going to try and make the daily rematch for London. Was that a conversation that was ever had? Um, I mean, this was pretty rampant backstage in Dublin. And then, I mean, was there was there talk of the daily rematch for this London card? No, that, that's never never been on the table. He's already he always already had a fight, mm. um, so he would never have been. Uh, necessarily have been ready to, to commit to something in London. The same as myself when I just had a fight. London came about two weeks afterwards. There's no way I was going to be able to people asking, oh, how come you're not on the show? It's like, people don't realize after a fight, you haven't ever come down and, and try and train for another fight a week afterwards would be ridiculous. But 
um, but yeah, that was that was never going to be on the table. Um, obviously, uh, the Diego, uh, Diego Lima has has got that big win over Rory McDonald recently in their rematch. Um, were, were you surprised by that? I mean, what what is your opinion of Lima after being in there with him? Did, did you did you know he was capable of uh, going on to claim that title? I, I had already predicted him as as, as being the winner, so it wasn't a shock to me. Um, I'm, I'm happy for him. Out of everybody, if, uh, anybody in the the whole of this game uh, of MMA. If I could have lost to anybody, I'm happy with him. Um, I do respect him as a, as, a, as a person and a martial artist. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm happy for him and his family. It's great. Um, but I am coming to take it back from him. So, <laughs> I hope he enjoys it now. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like, uh, you know, that that is something that you want. You will want that rematch. How how far do you feel that you are away from that? I mean, do, do you feel like, feel like you need to maybe string a few more wins together? No, that's good for me. I want that immediately, you know, as soon as possible. So, well, it definitely in the new year. Just thinking about my career, and then um, just get get that rematch as soon as possible. I was so impressed with your ground game in the first round of that fight. Like, I mean, to keep um, to keep him kind of nullified as you're on your back, I thought it was so impressive. And I feel like the loss has kind of and and the spectacle of the loss has kind of taken away from that. Like, I mean, when you look back on that fight, do you take a lot of positives from what happened despite the knockout? Yeah, no, 100%. I, I, and I said this to a few people. I said I actually felt like I was in control the whole time. Uh, I felt uh, literally from start to finish, up until the finish, I felt like I was the more dominant one, landing more in and out, landing my shots. Obviously rocked him, and I felt like I just got a bit overexcited after his leg started to wobble. Um, and then, you know, messed up from there. But um, I know for a fact I can keep that momentum going. Um, and I'm going to be an even an even better fighter uh, this next time. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's funny, right? Because I know so many people will be like up in arms when they read that you want an immediate rematch after this. But I mean, I think... I think Lima will want the fight as well because of the amount of eyes you bring to the fight, right? I mean, that's probably yeah, the biggest 100%. win of his career because it came against you. Yeah, 100%. And I think uh, he's already mentioned and said that he'd be happy to give me that rematch. So, uh, yeah, it's great that he's already in, the, in that frame of mind. I think we both have, again, we both have a nice, uh, a very mutual respect for each other. So it's good. Absolutely. Just just one last question, Michael, and thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, um, no problem. No problem. I, I just was wondering about Mike Shipman v. Fabian Edwards. Do you get a lot of time training with Mike, and um, how do you feel as though that fight will go? I get a lot of time uh, training with Mike. That's, uh, that's like my brother, so we train, we train all the time. He's a, he's a beast of a person, a beast of a human, he's very strong. Um, and I'm actually more excited about that fight than I am my own fight. Obviously, the feud's been there for a little while, um, but I, I look forward to, um, to, to seeing Shipman uh, not Fabian out. They, they seem to be kind of nearly riding off Mike because of his last fight, but we, we both know that Koslo Van Steenis is an outlier. He's an incredible fighter. Um, He's an incredible fighter, yeah, 100%. Uh, do you do you feel as though people are kind of overlooking Mike with this one because Fabian has become such a talked about commodity under the Bellator banner? Yeah, I I, I definitely do, but I, I actually feel like they uh, they they overhype him uh, Fabian, but mainly because um, of who his brother is, not necessarily because of his abilities. 
he's doing well, 100%, but I don't think there's anything you can see in that that he's done that makes you think he, he should be the one that's uh, you know known as the favourite. But I guess he's a bit more popular uh, at the moment. But you know that's why I can't wait for the turnaround. You feel as though Mike can take all of that momentum once he defeats Fabian? 100%, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a very cool, cool and collected guy. The people that really haven't even seen the most of, of, of Mike yet, so I'm, I'm just looking for him to just uh, explode after this one. Michael, thank you so much, my friend. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. Uh, I can't wait to see the fight, and I will see you again soon. Yeah. Excellent, take care. All the best, bye-bye. Yeah. Um, great to speak to Michael again on Eurobash. As you know, this is where the stars of European come. European MMA come. Jesus Christ. That was, that was like, on the world of sports and the world of European MMA. That was the yeah. world of European MMA. Well, that's that's what it is. You know what I mean? Noel? You know, my back is killing me from holding this together. I would say the, the, con- say, the continent of European Mixed martial arts on the continent. Hey, can, you, can you speak again now? Oh my god, what a miraculous recovery! <laughs> shut you've had just shut this episode. Just shut up. Shut up, looking like the fucking emperor out of Star Wars here at the start. I am. I still. I do, I do look like him still. Look, I haven't changed. <laughs> I do. I actually am quite pale, haven't I? I, like, like, I mean, how much your man's makeup did you use before? How do you get a fuck out of here? Will you get on with the show? You fuck <laughs> prick. Wrecking me head. Right. Let's uh, the try and get through this quickly because there's so fucking much of it. Um. Good, good night for European MMA in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Um, obviously, veterans of Eurobash, Jan Blachowicz and Paul Craig, getting the results. Not all that surprising from people who come on this show. Um, yeah. It's a show for winners. But um, split decision win from uh, Blachowicz and, uh, over Jack Array. Not, not the most eventful fight in the world, but he gets the job done nonetheless. Terrible fight. It, was, uh, it, was, it wasn't great. And a lot of grappling up against the cage and... I was all I'm right. glad Elaine dragged yeah, me away from it. You, you probably were. It was, I watched it again last night and it was punishing. It was actually torture. Um, it wasn't a good scrap. Uh, co-main event wasn't great either. Um, I think fair enough as I well. I that was a good fight. It was okay. It was better than the, the main event. Um, you know, I think Paul Craig would be happy with that result. Yeah, it probably did shade it towards um, Shogun, in fairness. But um, yeah, split draw. Um, yeah, I'm sure he'd be very happy with that. You know, Taking on two weeks notice as well. Going into a backyard like that, very, very hostile atmosphere, very, very tough place to go against, you know, a legend of the sport. Um, decent performance, yeah. Good. Um not getting a title you, shot. You were very high on yeah, no, it's it, like it's not gonna get <laughs> yeah. Jan a title shot. No. You needed a you need a devastating knockout like Definitely. you had over Rockhold to uh, to get that. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised with all the Reyes tra- chat as well. I know it's, it's linking back to the division, you know, and I, I'd well, like to see Corey John, Anderson. Right? It's, if John Jones is saying mm. I'm interested in this. That's the way it's going to go. Yeah, true, true. But uh, yeah, co-main events, main events. Yeah, not great. But like, yeah, it's, yeah the better fights in the card. Charles Oliveira is brilliant to that. Yeah, well, tell us. Yeah, uh, you were you were you were waxing lyrical about Charles Oliveira on um, Saturday night there. Well, it was just a fantastic performance. How many times have we seen this guy? You know, he's fought everyone. That's ever yeah. What's a better opponent? That's that's a bloody mean. Yeah, you know? I think you know they were given you know Jared Gordon before he came in the UFC. There was a lot of hype around him. He suffered a couple of really bad knockouts, and Charles finished up beautifully there in his feet. And that uppercut at the end just to you know totally finish him off was was absolutely you know insane. But a guy who just improved so much. You know we know how good his jits game is. You know the most I think finishes in the UFC now second most finishes in fifteen. Unbelievable, really good jits, but a stand up as well, man. Totally underrated, really good Muay Thai skills, and we saw that again on Saturday night. Good at making cocktails, is he? Yeah, he is. 
<laughs> Look, I just don't understand how you end up with Jared Gordon, you know, a guy with an even record in the UFC yeah. when you're on a, a five fight win streak. I, I understand. I think they were giving, you know, Jared maybe a chance, um, another chance, and it's probably gonna be tough for him now. Um, you know, a good fighter, a good good story in, in, in his life, um, a marketable enough guy, but it's obviously hasn't worked out for him. But Charles, yeah, I know I totally agree. Charles should be fighting upper echelon guys because he's fought half of fucking the UFC roster anyway. If you look at his record, he's never shied away from a fight. Didn't like the call out at the end, thought it was silly. You know, they're not going to run back Paul Felder or Conor McGregor. And I thought it was, you know, very, very silly. Like, come on, let's be realistic here, guys. And it, that really fucking annoys me when guys get in the microphone and do something that's totally, totally... Um, sort of just not going to happen like you know what I mean you're a guy who's more or less pretty silent you've admitted that in the mic that you know um, oh the, I normally take you to the UFC you know put in front of me and now I want to make a call out well why didn't you do that three or four fights ago mate do you know what I mean so move it on it, th- those fights aren't happening but brilliant performance from Charles mm. you know um, what I mean do you get what is, I mean? is Felder that wild of a call out I don't well, think he, so. he beat Paul, Paul beat him two, two three fights back I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a good like why would Paul want that fight now when he's, he's, he's looking ahead you know Paul's looking at you know he said it to us he wants Dustin Poirier he wants Justin Gaethje he wants the guys ahead of him so I don't really see it happening that's only three fights ago for, for Paul I don't see Paul turning this sort of guy where he's doing a lot of six rematches six fights ago for Charles Oliveira though All right, six yeah, wins well, ago yeah well Charles fights every second, second week that fella normally but it doesn't matter I don't think that's a bad Oh, no, like Paul's one of these guys where he's Connor's ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous. But you know, Paul, why would Paul get into sucked into doing a lot of rematches? You know, he's done done one already. You know, he's done. A, I just don't get that for Paul. I don't you're think it makes any sense. He didn't want to fight Edson Barboza. No, again. he did. He did want to fight. He did want, want to fight Edson, Edson. He doesn't want to fight him again. It doesn't make he's much sense. Him twice. Yeah, I mean, I mean, talking about a rubber match for Paul. Oh, right, right. So, like, why oh, would Paul okay. want to go and face Oliveira again? I don't, don't think it makes sense for Paul. Maybe not, but I mean, I don't know if it made sense for Edson Barbosa when they fought the second time either. You know, sometimes you just got to take what's there, especially with lightweight. It's so sewn up at the moment. I don't think that's a bad show, but the Connor one is a... Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, right, moving on to Bellator 234, which happened on Thursday. Caught me by surprise. Yeah, caught me by surprise. That happened. Um, woke up to see um, <laughs> Snake Instagram. having an absolutely hopping the head off Olga Rubin. Jesus, they were, they, <laughs> were, they, were, they, were, they were some... She bet the brakes off Didn't she? Rubin, like, Rubin was sort of looking the other way. It was one of those ones where she's up against the cage just getting starched. And Jesus, there were some precise and powerful shots from Mrs. Kavanaugh. And fucking hell, man. Uh, the ref did a good job jumping in there to stop. I probably could have stopped it at two or three shots beforehand, but... <laughs> I put it out uh, a video. I just tweeted like how ferocious display was or whatever. The amount of dickheads in the comments talking about maybe she should have mixed it up with some low kicks. Do you see what she's doing to that that woman in there? She's, she's piecing her apart. Her. Like what more can you do? Like that's hilarious. I, that you know makes me laugh so when many, people come so out many. like that. Hey man, just letting you know, uh, she should be mixing it up to the legs. Fuck you. She should be. <laughs> <laughs> she say that the snake count. She beat the shit yeah. out of you too, mate. There should be a Jesus. knee up the middle there. Shut the fuck up. She's piecing her together. Why would she change it? Think about it, guys. She's in there to finish the fight. She's doing it perfectly well. Get a grip. Fucking crazy, man. Unreal. Um, a lot of uh, Israelis in action there. You don't know, yeah, as would be commonplace in Israel, I suppose. But um, <laughs> shocked, so shocked with the main event, man. Linton Vassell boxes the head off Sergei yeah. Haritano. Dominates him in the grappling exchanges, gets Mental. a second round win, to turn around the three fight skid, and it stops a seven fight win string, I believe, for yeah. Sharitanov. Karatanov, unbelievable. Savage, yeah. I, you know, we didn't predict that last week. 
and we, I don't were, think, we were literally like routed off completely. Yeah, so, I don't. Uh, I don't think a lot of people would have, to be honest. Yeah, if we're fair about it, but yeah, big win for Vassell, and he's he's back in there now, and that's going to shoot him way up the fucking heavyweight rankings there at Bellator. Roger Huerta there lost in the co-main event. Is he um, still fighting? Yeah, we heard last year that they were talking about doing. Um, there was whispers, I believe, of of Redmond, Paul Redmond, and Roger Huerta. That would I be remember a great that. name for you for Paul. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Look forward to seeing who they match him with when for February because if you consider that he was he was gonna fight um you know someone at the very top of the division, um it's interesting to see who they'll match him with when he's coming back. Hopefully he keeps that momentum. L Red, um yeah. So Brave CF um went down. Oh yeah. Wednesday night was it Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. I caught a bit of it. Um, I saw Ryan's fight. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch the rest of it. I turned on. Tune in for Ryan. Well, there's a there's a title fight at the top. Uh, obviously, uh, Jose Shorty Torres meant to defend his pulled title, out. Withdrew on the week of the fight. You the passing of his father said it was affecting him mentally. So credit to him for even showing up there and, yeah. and considering taking the fight. Um, Azamat Murzakhanov um, won, uh, retained the, the heavyweight title, I believe, with a first round knockout. And um, sorry, I saw Peter's guys or uh, uh, I saw Phillips guy. Matisse, yeah, yeah, very nice win. Check leg kick, that's his win. Um, we've seen this so many times in the UFC. Unfortunately for Hussein Mackey, his opponent, leg break off yeah. of the check, and that is unfortunate, but that's the way it goes sometimes. Amir Albazi defeats Ryan Curtis with a first-round key lock. That's far from the debut that Ryan would have wanted yeah. there. Incredibly tough task straight away in his debut for the promotion. Um yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but you know, was yeah. it the right fight to, to go in and take from Ryan? Not so much um, now. You know, um, Amir uh, Albadzi, um, obviously, you know, a lot, a lot of hype there from London Shoot fighters, and you know, maybe, maybe, champion, maybe, you know, I'm sure maybe a slower Ryan, build would have been would have been better. But listen, it's it's all it's all well and good talking about it now. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Ryan was looking at it like I beat Albazi, that sets me up for Torres. I beat Torres, and I go to the UFC, yeah. but. Um, you know, didn't go his way this time. It's going to be interesting to see um, how he bounces back from that. Um, Rani Sada also suffered a loss to Kazum Kazumov, um, of second round Von Fluchoke. He was supposed to fight That's right. um, Dean Garnett, yeah. but I had heard early in the week that Dean had suffered a broken jaw, um, so he was unable to take that fight. That's a bad injury to yeah, suffer for a fight, of course. No surprises there. Um so, yeah, that's on to bare knuckle. I only caught the main event, as I said earlier, due to Elaine's um, emergency um, phone call from, from uh, the Navan Road, which turned out to be fruitless for me. Didn't watch um, any of it, as you know. Yeah, I know. Um, but, you know, good fight again. Um, I feel like Knight and Loboff put on far more appealing fights than Loboff v fucking Polly Malinagi or whatever I think th- these fights are, are way more exciting it was really good Knight, Knight took the first two rounds I felt Artem came back into it over the, the third and fourth and then unfortunately a, a shot to the eye stopped Artem in the fifth um, just a bit worrying seeing Artem go down like that I think he's okay um, so his corner man taking a very close look I was just kind of worried about his yeah, eye afterwards yeah, yeah. but I think it's alright haven't heard his uh, post fight comments and to be honest this is this is probably a good thing for Bare Knuckle because you know, it, they're already going back to the well as far as I'm concerned, making the second fight between Loboff and Knight so early on in his in his bare knuckle tenure after beating Paul and Aji, he's back fighting the guy he debuted against. So it, it shows you the lack of depth, I think, in the in the promotion. Yeah. 
it shows lack of imagination. They should have been trying to make Lobov yeah. fight someone bigger again. Um, that that should have been the way it goes. But um, obviously the loss there it sets up a trilogy. I'm sure they'll do it. Uh, because th- this matchup has probably been the biggest one for them, um, including the you know, man as you want. I think. You know, I, I don't know anything about the financial backing the guy has behind them. I know he's he's a wealthy dude, but it, as you said, they're making that fight and the way things are sort of going. And you know, you see a lot of guys sort of go in there for one or two fights, get their books, go out. You know, you know, I think Beck Rawlings was there for a while. She's back with Bellator. These MMA names, and um, I'll just be very interested to see how long they're going to be around for. Um, you know, I think this could be a flash in the pan. I've said it from the start, and I hope, hopefully, it is. To be honest, I, I have no problem in saying that. Do you see that they signed the Iranian Hulk? Eh? Yeah, that's an abs- that's even just more laughable when I saw that there. Well, it's on good Twitter. that they're getting natural athletes involved now. Yeah, you know he's I mean? t- like, totally natural. He doesn't look like a blown up sheep. Um, yeah, <laughs> let, a blown up sheep. Yeah, let, let's let's just move on, man. Because it, I tell you, it gets underneath my my skin. That that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It's just getting fired up there. I am, I am, that I am, I am. I'm getting pumped over the match as well tonight. So, ah, we'll talk about the later. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just uh, a word on the IMAFs there. Uh, congratulations Definitely. to everyone who competed. Um, if we could just make one request here. If you'd please put out a medal chart. Like, this is what amateur sport is about. It's just about sport. So, tell us who got the most medals. Do that very prominently. Yeah. I feel like every year it comes out about it's the Thursday after the event. And you're like... We need this on the Sunday. We need it the night it finishes. You need to get a medal chart out there. Um, that's what the Olympics is based on. The medal chart is shown before every single event because that's what people are keeping an eye on. You got to do it if you're doing an event like this. Um, but fantastic again. It seems to be going from strength to strength. Um, Andy Ryan, Paddy Hulahan, um Dino who Wade. else was over there for them? Dino Wade. Dino Wade, the commission himself. Yeah. Um, and you were telling me six medals, I believe. Six. The, the, the post said. It was, yeah, it was six medals. Um, we picked up um, one senior and one junior bronze with the lads and then three silver and one bronze with the girls. Um, so well done to everyone involved. Good well stuff. Well done. Um, yeah, it is. It's, isn't it? I agree with you. I think a medal chart should be, you know, especially when you're, uh, you know, I remember... Well, it needs to be a mainstay throughout the yeah. thing. So, like, like, if they have a medal chart there and they're updating it, say, every Daily. midday and then at the end of a day, people will be compelled to watch it. If, of course. If they're like, oh shit, Ireland are, Ireland are on the up here, you know? Of like, course, but, but even England. even from a sense of, you know, um, coverage for the sport, you know, I remember we had it on here last year on, 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 the, on the bulletins across... It's a nightmare to cover it. Across, the, across cover the country with the bulletins and yeah, and I was the, who was the one trying to pull the feckin' medal totals for the lads because um, I'm obviously the MMA guy and it's fucking an absolute nightmare to try and find out how many medals were from between the juniors and seniors and things like that. So I think it would be a great idea and I think it benefits everyone if they're doing that. It's a very, very simple thing, and I think it should be already done, to be honest. Yeah, I think they do need to make it more easier to cover yeah, for me. You know, I, I do think it's that's something they need to work on. You know, every year we get like, oh, why aren't you covering this? Well, it's not easy to cover. It takes logistically, it, it's like three days work. Yeah. And as well as that, you can't keep track of the medals. Yeah. And we don't know the the value that's put on each medals in terms of a table. Of course. But um, it seems to be going from strength to strength. This is still a very new thing. So um, I feel like it's uh, it's doing great. And look at Mohamed Makayev again. Yeah, another gold medal. Unbeaten. Um, the man's a savage. Um, is it um, time to turn pro for Mohamed? I think it is. Yeah, I'd say I'd say definitely 2020. And, and to be honest, um, I'd say he's the first ever 0-0 fighter I'm going to have in my prospects to watch in 2020 list yeah. because 
I mean, he did, he absolutely deserves it, right? He's like, I mean, Rio Yamaguchi, the guy who's met him in every final, is an unbelievable yeah. fighter, too. It's just, it's, you he know, can't get the gold. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And to see what he's done, you know, I remember, you know, we've, we've been watching him for quite some time, you know, fights in ice a couple of years ago. And the, the guys, you know, I think originally, I think it was Stevie and Sean Betts uh, that put us on to him um, very, very early in his career. And the guys just look like an absolute savage. Um, Khabib, part two from Europe. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like uh, given his links with IMAF and Bahrain and stuff like that, it maybe Brave's an obvious choice there, but I would um, tell them to make sure they handle him like a, like yes, a debut pro rather than... I saw too many times coming out of IMAF, like with the likes of Franz Malambo, he comes out of IMAF with the gold medal and they throw him into yeah, full pro. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like like a st- throwing him in against established names. Like I think... I think Franz in his first five fights fought like three title fights or some yeah. shit. Like, no, crazy, cra- absolutely crazy. You know, like, that's no way to nurture talent. Like, you yeah. know, I think so you know, need to I, learn from mistakes. I'd love to learn to, from mistakes. I'd love to see him go uh, Cage Warriors route. Um, okay, if yeah, I just think Graham and, and the lads there would know how to handle him a little bit better. Yeah, like I mean, even even Bellator would like know how to nurture talent better than Brave. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like Bellator are pretty good at nurturing talent. It's just that that the time they choose to uh, up the ante sometimes is an extreme dynamic change like like we saw from from James kind of cutting his teeth to going in against Bandai as a, a champion in our organization um you know even Al Brexton being put against Phil Davis in his debut like the killing mental, mental crazy. prospects they, it's just weird they they seem to have no in between we've talked about it yeah yeah hundreds of times face go red so there's no point in going down that road again um yeah, so uh, that's everything we have for this week. Um, next week is going to be a big car, a big big week for UK MMA with both Bellator London and Cage Warriors 111 going down in the English capital. Um, I'm going to be there for both. So that's where we've had MVP on first, and now we'll go to our Cage Warriors middleweight champion, Mr. James Webb, who will look to continue with the momentum that's been built by Team KF, Tom King, Chris Fields, Ian Gary, etc., over the last month or so. Seems to be a great time for the gym, you'd have to say, you know. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And it's it's gone from strength to strength. Um Ian's obviously been very, very impressive in his few Cage Warriors fights so far. James, a gritty, grindy, um, tough dude who's who's come over to these shores and, and, and won that Cage Warriors uh, world title. So it is. And uh, I think we saw um a few other names that uh Tom was dropping last week. So yeah, I'm listening, I'm I am i am super excited to see what happens with uh, with Team KF. It's it seems to be Growing and growing now. There's a lot of momentum behind the gym at the moment. I think that's uh, that's you know momentum. We always talk about it. it's a massive, massive word in mixed martial arts, and it's massive to have that momentum. So strength to strength for the lads. Looking forward to seeing what, what happens uh, on the Irish scene, especially here in the next year. Definitely. Yes, yes. Um, of course, you remember the last time James appeared on the show. A lot of people were very worried about him. He was very downtrodden after that um, controversial draw. He had suffered a, uh, a, shoulder. a shoulder injury due to being tombstone, basically. Twice <laughs> on pedigree pedi- pedi- as well. <laughs> just, just interesting. Listen to him. You know, talk about like you know he he was thinking about you know it, it was so kind of. He, he had affected him so badly that fight that he was thinking about retiring afterwards, which is insane when you think he's right there knocking yeah. on the door of that big contract. Once you have the, the cage warrior's title, that's the, always how you're perceived. And um, also that, you know, despite everything that happened, despite, you know, a lot of people fight, uh, believing that Natoya's kind of, you know, them illegal kind of mm. slams he used were, were very bad form, etc. Um, James feels nothing personal going into this fight, you know? So, um Really interesting hearing him talk, and we'll be back in about 20 minutes to 
relay what's going on with the week ahead when we return, my friends. I'm here with James Webb, uh, the middleweight champion of Cage Warriors, who's gearing up for a big, big rematch. He's uh, he's hulking up here beside me. You can't see it, but uh, he's gearing up for that big match, rematch against Natoyas Frederick. It's it's quite a rivalry. Uh, their first fight was quite controversial, one of the most talked about fights in the Night of Champions card. Um, all the way back in June now. Um, first of all, how are you? Because the last time I talked to you, we were talking about the, the shoulder injury you sustained from uh, the tombstone-like maneuver that you was <laughs> inflicted on you that night. Uh, how, how is the shoulder? Uh, yeah, I'm good now. 90, uh, 99% good now. So, um, yeah, that's gone. That's in the back of my uh, head. Feeling, um, I'm feeling supersonic. You know, <laughs> I'm feeling. Uh, I feel great. Honestly, I'm, I'm ready to go put a fucking show on. It's uh, the last time you were on the show. A lot of people were like getting on to me. Is James okay? They were like, you are so, like, and I understand him, which this, this sport means to you. I understand you've, you've sacrificed so much in your life to make this happen. I mean, was that a hard time for you in particular after that one? I mean, it felt like there was a lot riding on it. People were talking about UFC. People were talking about, you know, you, you being basically a home. Yeah, you live quite close to London. Um, was, was that a tough one uh, to, to come away with that with it, with it, without the win that night? Uh, very tough. Like, I think I saw that more of a loss than a, than a draw, you know, especially, like, I didn't, I didn't see it as a loss. During the fight, I felt like I won, and I still do. But then, when the the cards went the way they, the way they did, um, my like initial reaction, especially like after with my partner, I was a bit like, "That's a loss," you know. Saw it as a loss, but I'd you know if I won the fight and didn't get the finish, I'd still see it as a loss almost, you know. So, um, yeah, like it was tough. It was very tough to deal with. I had a tough um, few weeks dealing with it, and then I had to just uh, suck it up, you know, like. I'd, I, I trained around the injury. Um, I didn't stop training. I didn't get over to Ireland as much, but I just couldn't do, obviously, what I wanted to do. So I kept myself fit. Um, and then when I was good to go again, I've been good to go. I think we were saying yesterday, me and Chris were saying, this 16 weeks we put in again. So that's what we looked at. Yeah, like, and there wasn't, like, um, there wasn't, like, four weeks with the full, like, the full spar and, like, the, like, what we've been doing for, sort of, like, the last eight to ten. But they were... They've been fairly intentional, so I've I worked harder than I ever worked on any fight again. You know, like every fight you try and um, try and work harder than your opponent, and I just can't. I don't see how anyone can outwork me. You know, that's I think what is a bit disappointing when you come away from the fight again, like with that draw decision. I, you know, like I don't know how anyone can. How how you get outworked, you know, and that's why I started doubting. Maybe I don't work that hard, or maybe I need to do more or this and that and uh Chris has like reined it in a few times like to slow down a little bit on sessions like he'd be telling me to go rest and yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's a known thing about you I mean when, when even speaking to other teammates of yours Tom like I mean your work ethic like I mean these guys have been around the, the game for nearly two decades and they're still like that this is unbelievable so it's funny that that made you question that that's crazy to me you just uh like you just never know what anyone else is do- I don't know what anyone else is doing so I haven't been you know, I've, I I grappled a lot and back at ZR and in the UK, like uh, you know, all the guys there would all all have a similar work ethic, you know. Um, and then I never really was around the MMA scene really until I sort of met Chris and seeing what he put in, and I just thought, well, he does that. I need to do more because I want. I need to be. Yeah. I need to support. I need to be better, you know. Like he and he wants me to be better, you know. So 
I don't, I don't, I couldn't actually tell you what a good week would look like or a solid week would look like because for me, like, it's never enough, you know. So like, uh, if I if I can get anywhere like into fifteen sessions of training the week, then I feel like I've had a good week, you know. Like I'd never like be like, oh, that was a. Su-. I'd never compliment myself that much, but I think that's a a good thing as well because I'm always trying to just be better, you know, always. You were, like, from when I spoke to you last to when I've seen you, I saw you in Cork last weekend, I've seen you now, and you're so upbeat, you're buzzing. You, it seems like you're nearly vibrating there when I'm talking to you. Like, I mean, does it take does it take a lot to get from there to there? You know, from that James Webb to this James Webb, or, or is it just simply a matter of putting it behind you? After after the fact, when you, when you were quite upset about it, to, to this guy now, who uh, seems like buzzing, buzzing for action. Uh, it took a little bit, you know, like, uh, I just had to... Like we were saying about the work ethic, I I had to step away from the this for a little bit, obviously due to the injury and work on other areas in my life. So, um, my partner, um, family, friends, um, and obviously like I I was sort of then neglecting the friends, my friends here, you know, like Chris and stuff. And it was a it was I don't know it was a mixture of both, like with my partner and our situation going on, and with Chris. Um, getting on to me like you know like let's just go let's do it that sort of brought me back out you know like I feel like don't know I feel like I could have easily quite got lost in that you know without the right people around me I could have just been like ah damn done you know but um yeah part of me as in hang up your gloves like I mean it was that that annoying yeah I mean it sounds pathetic doesn't it as well but like um I was a I was a bit like is this for me you know, I don't know, and obviously it is, you know, it's fucking, this is what I want to do, you know, like a fucking, my record says that, fucking past near decade of competing says that, you know, like I've put loads into this and I, I have, I've got a lot out of it and there's still fucking more to come, you know, and that, this little blip in the road of Night of Champions was, was meant to be, was meant to happen, you know, um, and it will be put right in, in eight days or nine days, whenever it is. Do you, is it one of those things that you can learn a lot from though? Like, I mean, when you come away from it, I know it probably took you a while before you say, right, let's sit down and see what happened there. I mean, in terms of like, uh, I can remember straight after the fight, Chris, you, Tom, Ian, Gary were all like, I, I don't understand how, how the judges did this, you know, and how did this happen? Um, you guys, everyone I spoke to nearly from, from the team had you 4-1. Um, so does it take a different kind of, you know, you have to put a different hat on and go back and watch this fight and then try and discover what, why the judges might have done that? Yeah, I think um, for a long time I, I've sort of uh, won MMA fights off the back of like using a lot of jiu-jitsu and like almost just putting people into positions I want them to be in. So like you know when you're a better grappler than people, a far better grappler than most of them anyway, you end up like showing them things and they do that. You know, it's like a very yeah, there's a setting traps and then. Chris said for a long time, you know, like, need to get out of that a little bit. Um, and it sort of was, I'm glad it was a draw in hindsight than it would have been a loss because I think a lot more can be learned. I'm, 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 you know, like they say, you learn more from the loss. I think a loss would have slowed down the momentum of wherever you're going in the future. I think the draw I, I've taken, yeah, I've got the belt. I've, I'm still have my streak. Um, I still feel like I, I haven't really changed from where I was back in, June, you know, um, so I, I, my success was like my demise that night, and I just had to change it, you know, and that's what I've done. I can't think, I can't remember the last time I've submitted someone. 
I, d- I haven't done it. I just that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, I don't. I don't even care if I don't. Don't. I'm not even looking for a submission. I'm just looking to throw as many shots as I can and using my grappling to to keep position more than to search for the next or for the back or the mount. You know, and that's what happened. You know, when you when you're with someone that doesn't want to like engage in those situations and, and does like unorthodox stuff to escape, you know, it completely throws your game out the window. And like I said, I feel like that was, um, that that draw had to, it had to change my whole game plan, you know, and I did that before I did that. Yeah, like definitely, yeah. I feel like I, a different person, you know. I had to be a different person now. Like I, like I said, I was in a weird state of mind and I, ch- I, come, I changed that, you know, like I, not that, not that I was in a very, never in a bad place you know you just know how it is with a sport you're just like yeah exactly yeah i didn't know like we said after like how do i how do you win and how you know like that's how i was at um but yeah there has been an evolution you know and it's been a lot a lot of a lot of time put into this camp and 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 working on those areas where i would i'd almost fail at, i wouldn't be as good at you know and i'm like i like i said i'm glad it's it wasn't a loss that made me change it i'm glad it was a it was a, it was the draw, and I've still got my momentum, and I'm still like, put, I'm still gonna push to the UFC, you know, and that's that's the aim. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish this fight, and I'm gonna go and sign to the UFC. It adds something to this, though, the fact that you know there was a bit of commotion in the last fight. Um, you know, there was a, there was some, you know, people thought it was dirty. What um, what Natoya's did to you, uh, the shoulder injury, kind of tombstones you into the ground like that. Does it feel a uh, different? Does it feel personal between you two guys as opposed to different fights you've had in the past, or do you try and put that to the back of your head? Um, nah, not really. Like, I feel if I, if you're getting personal, it's more, you're, you're going to get consumed by that person. Like, he, like, he's the same to me as any other opponent. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to go and work my game plan and finish, like I did in the last fight. I'm just going to go and do what I did, you know? Like, that was, I dictated the pace of that fight and I dominated that fight, you know? Um, and I'll go out and do the same again, but in in less rounds, you know. Um, but no, it's, it's not a personal thing to me. Like it's like whatever. That's that, that's obviously all he's got in the locker to look to defend the takedown, you know. So that's great for me, you know. That's my first chain of attack. That failed double is my first chain of attack out of about eight other options. So if he can defend that first one now, you've got another seven that's going to be coming at you, you know. And I hit that first chain of attack twelve times, so good luck. It's a it's a big one for me in terms of you know Team KF is blowing up at the moment. That huge event in Cork, with Ian Gary and um, Omran last week. Even that, even even with the stuff with Ian Gary and Bellator and the lead up to it, then you have Tom and and John Kavanagh situation, which we put a line through as far as um, Team KF is concerned. But it's all kind of mounting momentum for your team. And I see. I think I think Team Renegade is the same in the UK. They're a massive, massive team. Do Do, do you think that kind of adds to the storyline here? Because it does for me. Because I mean, I think they're both amazing teams. They're yeah. pretty, pretty new and and doing amazing things already. Yeah, I think it's very fair to say. I think uh, Team Renegade have done an amazing job in the UK. You know, they they're probably the best. They are probably the best team in in England right now. You know, and they've they've produced a lot of savages. You know, um, so yeah, that's a fair statement. And I think. Over this way, Team KF have done exactly the same thing. You know, there's not another team in Ireland that have 
come close to the the win like the win ratio that we've got in all aspects of combat, not just in the MMA team. It's the it's the BGA team with Tom King and the striking team with Chris, you know, and the MMA team obviously. The the win ratio is massive. Like we're we're smashing it, you know. Um, so yeah, it's 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 good, you know. You got two two top gyms, and you could arguably say two top gyms in in Europe now, you know. Um, which is definitely a fair comment, you know. It feels a bit mad to even start stating things like that, but like, yeah, definitely um, with the guys that they've produced and we're producing, etc. Like, yeah, they're definitely. Uh, it's a it's a nice, you know, for the for the fans and for the gyms. I'm sure, like for both gyms, it'll be like a where where are we at sort of thing, you know. But just going back to the Cage Warriors Cork thing as well, like um, you're talking about Omran and Ian. Like I really enjoyed myself down at Cork the other week and. Um, those two were fantastic, you know, like they uh they both put on great performances, you know, like um way above their age if that's the right way to put it, you know, like they performed Yeah, I'm like I ain't like I said, we didn't know who Thomas Jefferson was earlier, so <laughs> You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I don't even know uh if I can put a sentence together properly. But uh yeah, they perfor- they perform fantastic, you know. So really proud of both of them and that like spurred me on, you know, like yeah, I, like yeah. it's really like spurred me on. You see your, your teammates are winning, and it adds a little bit of pressure too. But I think a good pressure because you're like you have you can't. I don't want to be that guy that brings that ninety five percent win rate down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be either, you know. So it's a good pressure it adds to you, um, and that's why this team's doing so well. Because even though we're fucking we're we're all great great friends here, we all fucking love each other. We all have that thing where we're where we're trying to each, and yeah, but not in like a. It's not in a way where like anyone's doing any wrong to anyone. But you, you know, you don't want to be that guy that slips up. Yeah, you yeah. know, so you're always making your sessions. You're always pushing each other. Ian's trying not to get taken down by me. That's all he's ever trying to say to me. He's like, I'm not going to get taken down. You know, <laughs> but like, and we were talking about this yesterday, and he was saying to me like, but I said to him like, when you stop getting taken down by me, that's when you've like leveled up. And then I'll level up because I'll take you down again, you know? <laughs> and that's what's happening. Like, we're just, we're constantly, everyone's on these battles. I don't want this to happen. I don't want that to happen. And we're just, we're all like buzzing off each other, you know? And this, that's the that's the mentality Chris has set here, you know? Chris and Tom have both, um, like, laid laid the foundations, if that's the right, yeah, the right term again. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, fucking, we're, we're just... Uh, we're, we respect it and we're trying to we're trying to honour it as well and we're trying to we're trying to give Chris and Tom something to be really proud of you know and that's uh, I think that's the direction we're going right now I've got two more questions I see Tom peeping his head around there I don't want to get bashed before I leave here but uh, <laughs> it's uh, I think it's special that um, that Paddy Pimblett's on this card for you because Paddy brings so much eyes I mean he's he's one of the most uh, Fame promotional faces Cage Warriors ever produced and he's back and there's excitement he, he has a new opponent now I mean you know, I'm going to ask you a final question after this about you and the UFC, what me and Tom talked about. But I mean, does that add to it for you? Like the fact that, you know, a lot more eyes are going to be on this event with, with Paddy on the card? Uh, Gives you an opportunity to become a commodity as well, you know? Yeah, um, I've, I um, I was really excited when Paddy was on the card, if I'm honest with you. Like, I, uh, I've actually been a big fan of, like, uh, of his for a while. Like, a really big fan. Like, I, I like a lot of, um, like, I like his style. He's, he's a good grappler, you know, and I can appreciate that, you know, so... Um, um, I was excited when he was on the card, you know. I'm hoping he doesn't get that top spot. I'm sure he won't now, you know. <laughs> but it'd be, it's such no title on the line there. <laughs> it's so nice to, um, you know, it's great to like. I've been on a few cards now where, like, like I said, like I'm, I am, I'm not that new to MMA. Well, I am 
still fairly new to MMA. I haven't been in MMA that long, you know. Yeah, you know, and it's so like you know, it's refreshing and it's nice to see you're on posters with guys that you like, you 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 know, you like you like their style and like I said, like yeah, exactly, yeah, and you, it's a nice thing, you know. So I'm I'm excited um, for to be on that card and I'm. I think it's gonna be a great card and yeah he will he will bring a, a different a different audience you know like um you know he's gonna bring a lot of a lot of eyes to it and that's a great thing you know hopefully they stay on and they they watch me you know that'd be the idea you know but um yeah like uh i think it's great like it's good for the it's good for the sport in general i think like he's a big name in uk mma or european mma and um I think for K-Droids, he's one of their biggest stars, you know, and it's like the return of him, you know, so there's going to be a lot of eyes on that. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Final question. Um, I, I, this is a pretty, this might be an obvious one to to some extent, but it it's still something people are very, very concerned about in, in Ireland and the lack of numbers of people in the UFC. You've been kind of adopted by the Irish people as an Irishman now because of your relationship with KF. Uh, Tom has told me that, you know, he, he expects you to go to the UFC next year. Is Is that... Is that in line with what you're thinking? Do you think that that's pretty accurate at this stage? Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely accurate, you know, like, that's what we've all been working towards. That's what these guys have, like, invested in me to help me get towards, you know. It's all about getting to the top promotion, um, working hard, following your dreams and and getting something, you know. And like, that's the aim for me is to, is to, to be in the UFC. Like, um, we were, you know, like, it'd have been nice to get the winner night champions and we was even saying maybe Copenhagen we could fight you know yeah Yeah, it didn't it didn't happen and it like that's it wasn't meant to be you know I believe that that yeah possibly yeah but like everything happens for a reason you know and the UFC comes to London in March I believe yeah and it's perfect isn't it you know if I is it really? Can you imagine that? Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. See, like I have a big following throughout London. I can, I have a big following here as well. Like, yeah, I know yeah. guys will come over. Guys come over now to watch, you know, so I can bring a bring a crowd. I'll be the Cage Warriors middleweight champion. Well, I'll be the, I'll be vacating it after, you know, if I go and sign. So, um, it does make sense, you know. But again, like, if it doesn't happen, it wouldn't make me feel how I felt yeah. back again. You know, that was that was. They were they were my own reasons. That's how I deal with. I hate losing. I hate anything to do with not being a winner. You know, I hate feeling like I'm average. I hate feeling like I'm not good enough. You know, and that fucking hate has spurred me on to 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 win this fight, to finish this fight, and to sign to the UFC. Fingers crossed. <laughs> James, thanks so much, man. You're heading back to England tomorrow, so I got you on there last day. Thanks again, and I've probably held up your training sessions. I'm very sorry about that. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. And thank you very much to the wonderful James Webb, who will defend his middleweight title against Natalia Frederick this Friday night in London at Cage Warriors 111. Um, we'll actually have a look at that card for scene as, as we're just coming off the Webb interview there. Um, I, I don't know if the order has been confirmed yet, but uh, it's a it's a big, big card here. Um James Wedd v. Natalius Frederick for the middleweight title. Mads Brunel v. Steve Amiable for the featherweight title. Modestus Bacaucus v. Ricardo Nasiligia for the light heavyweight title. Also have Alex Lahore sure. versus um, 
Lutterbach. What's his name? Santos Lutterbach. Santos, yeah, what's his first name? Uh, Jolton Santos, uh, who we saw first of all when he fought Cage. Uh, sorry, Craig White on his return to Cage Warriors. That's a good fight. Um, interesting that he's taken this fight and he and he said that Reese wasn't a big enough name for him. <laughs> I mean... Okay, uh, Paddy Pimblett and Joe Gianetti also on that main card. I think the main card is absolutely fucking brilliant it on is that card. Very, very strong main card. Uh, a lot of depth. So many stakes here. I mean, obviously three titles. Lahore and uh, Jolton Santos. Like, I mean, I think Lahore v. Reese McKee is the perfect fight to headline. Uh, Cage Warriors return to Belfast. So I have a very keen eye on that one. I know Alex didn't really like that fight the last time. Um. And of course, the return of Paddy Pimblett, man, and and the lightweight stakes are red hot at the moment. With everyone talking about Herbert being so close to that UFC contract, so really, really, really good card, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think as you said, there's a lot of dynamics here going into next year as well. From what we can see in terms of Irish talent and Northern Irish talent, and you look at obviously Joe McCalgan, he's going to have a firm eye on Paddy Pimblett and Joe Gianetti. That could set up something possibly for next year. Um, yeah. if Paddy is to win the fight, and you also mentioned obviously Alex Lahore and Lutterback, uh, Alex Lahore, Reese McKee headlining. Um, you know, there for me would make a lot of sense. There's been a lot of online beef between the pair. We know how much Paddy and Joe dis, sort of dislike each other as well from their, their tweets. I think it sets up perfectly. So, you know, we're not obviously going to say this, but I think it would be a really, really good thing if both those guys were to come out with wins so we could set up some really, really good, strong fights and cards and get eyes uh, on Cage Warriors back in Ireland again here next year. So I'm excited to see this, and I hope it plays out that way from a selfish point of view just for the scene here. Yeah, I just think it's going to be very difficult, um, as Graham told us in Cork. It's very difficult for them to make the fight between Paddy and Joe. Yeah. Um, you know, both both signed to intensity, Graham's management. And as well as that, even Paddy being on this card is strange for me because you can sell so many tickets in the Echo with Paddy. And obviously that that's a huge profit margin probably for Cage Warriors when they do put on them fights. It's um, It's interesting to see him here. I mean, if it goes according. What, what plan, do you mean? Are you are you talking in terms of the placing on the card? No, in terms of Cage Warriors as a business, like, they get to make way more money if Paddy fights in Liverpool. I think goes without saying. Yeah. Um, they did very well to to, to get Joji and Eddie there at, at the eleventh hour, um, but that kind of speaks to the value of Paddy, even on an American's record. Like, I mean, he's he's well known. He's an international guy to some extent, um, but. Uh, that's why I think just Joe v. Paddy, as much as I'd love to see it in Belfast, I, I just don't think it's likely that they put Paddy outside of Liverpool in two fights on the trot. Yeah, we know we spoke about that. I think it, maybe it depends the way this, this fight pans out. You know, even if even if Paddy was to lose this fight, I think it's probably more likely because, um, you know, yeah. it's obviously it is a business in terms and, and, and uh, <laughs> of what Intensity want to do. They want to make money. Um, and obviously the next step is, in a lot of cases, for Intensity is for their guys to sign with the UFC. Mm. Um, so it's interesting to yeah. see what happens, but but it's also like all right. So Paddy Paddy is is bringing more name value to the table than Joe. There's absolutely no doubt yeah, about that. Um, so he's given up absolutely everything. He's going to give up all this risk with his name, etc. And he's going to go to Joe's backyard to to fight him. I think that's I think that's hard. But I'd maybe, love it. I would love it. But maybe is you know is that sort of like does Paddy needs you know a big name to beat? 
if he wants to go on to that next level. You know, I know he's talked about staying with Cage whereas he gets more money than going to the UFC, but ultimately the dream must be No, 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 he's no, to go to I the don't UFC. Think, like he stay he did stay with Cage Warriors. That's what happened. I yeah. don't think he's ever ruled out going to the UFC in the future. Yeah, I'm not saying uh, that, but I'm saying is it in terms of, you know, getting getting a, a victory over a sort of, you know, a big European name and is that what sort of maybe been holding Paddy back? Doubt it. Like no? I mean Paddy, Paddy Pimlify a tough finalist. Yeah, no, no, I know, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. This was Julian Rossi's fought as well before. As... Like for for European interest, yeah, we definitely want to see McCoggan. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt about it. That's a great fight. Joe and him will sell it unbelievably. I really believe that. But it's just like you got to put yourself in these guys' shoes, and you know what I mean. Like what what Paddy might fight Joe, but why would why wouldn't he be like, yeah, I'll fight Joe in Liverpool. Yeah, no, no, I understand what you mean, but I think sometimes it's about getting a big, big name and a big win over to sort of push you on and elevate you on. And he's well, had that's a couple what Joe's of, looking for, right? Yeah, that's what Joe's looking. for. That's my whole point. There we go. You know, Joe's looking for it. Is 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 Paddy really looking for it? I think. Let's see. That's that's how I feel about it. <laughs> I'm very confused. All right, um, James Webb, uh, Mads Burnell got to be like i mean if they, if they can defend their titles here they've got to be thinking about ufc yeah. in 2020 i'm surprised mads Brunel didn't get the call up for that copenhagen card i guess his his uh exit from the ufc and his re-entry would have been a lot quicker than say dalby's who, who got called back for that card but um interesting to see that back says he was offered something for the copenhagen card dalby um, was offered obviously they signed um the olympian who am I talking about? He was on the show. Mark Madsen. Mark Madsen. Thank you very much. Marco Madsen. Um, thanks for telling me there, Noel. <laughs> he was signed. Um, but I think Mads makes perfect. Like, he's looked great. I mean, a, a win over Dean Truman yeah, there in his last much. fight. He's got to be thinking about it. James's record is, is is quite short compared to some of the other guys we see getting signed over. He's done a lot in such a short time in MMA. So that's going to be interesting. But... I think this is Bukaukas's first defense against uh, Ricardo, and obviously a big striker. He, he's a guy who could make a big statement with with the kind of knockouts he brings to the table. But I can remember not so long ago when when you were not around to do a uh, Eurobash, we had Chris Fields come on as as the co-host yeah. that week, and he was saying he wouldn't mind that fight, uh, a light heavyweight. Cage Warriors title shot for Chris Fields in Ireland would be very, very profitable for the for the company. I'd imagine. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I, of course, I, I welcome it, but how realistic is it? Well, Chris hasn't fought in quite some time. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's that's really on the cards, is it? I don't know. They need to sell um, a fight in Ireland. I don't know why it wouldn't. When be, was the last time know? Chris was in there? Two two years ago. In a fight? Yeah. When was his last fight? I think it was... Was it this year? Or was it last, last year? I don't think it was two years ago, anyway. Um, it feels like it a while, last anyway. last June, yeah. Last June, and he was meant to fight Albrexen in May of this year. Remember, that got pulled yeah. at the 11th hour as well. But, I mean, if you're coming off a, a knockout loss, I think you need to take time off, right? Yeah, no, well, that's, listen, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, listen, I'd watch it. I think it'd be a good matchup. Chris is a, is a big name here in the Irish scene, and if you need a fight... Definitely, Chris will step up. We know how game he is. Um, but well, I think just... they have limited, right? They have limited amount of things they can kind of do in cage war uh, with cage warriors in terms of main events, co-main events, outside of Reese, really. And then, of course, if they can do Paddy and and Joe, which they've yeah. already told us that is going to be hard for them to make. So, I mean, I don't think that's a wild suggestion by any stretch of the imagination. To be no, I don't think it's wild, but uh, I think they might look at something else. 
All right, be interesting to see. Um, on the undercard here, just just before we go, I'm really interested to see Corey Tate v. Anton the Pap, uh, Mike Ekendeo against Luca Oyovin, and Adam Armasinga against Liam Gettens. I think they're all going to be really, really good fights. Um, but we better take a look at Bellator London now. Um, it's a top-heavy card, isn't it, Bellator London? I think that's fair to say, Noiler. Yeah, I think if you look at, you know, we always end up fucking compar- comparison. As you, you know, we always talk about this. this the feels as though there's something on the line at, at, at Cage, whereas there doesn't really um, an awful lot of the fights here. Um, there doesn't seem to be that sort of extra push. But there is, there is. This, you know, the top three fights in this card are really, really strong. We've obviously Terry Brazier against Ong back. Um, Fabian Edwards against Shipman. I think you sort of put that together over the last fucking six months, haven't you? And MVP against Melilio. Is that how you say it? Melilio? Yeah. There we go. We'll leave it at that. And obviously Charlie against uh, Pietro Panini. Um, So, yeah, listen, those four fights, I'm interested. Um, Outside of that, not an awful lot. Um, Robert Whiteford, Sam Cecilia is a pretty decent fight. Charlie Leary, Tim Wilde. But, yeah. Let's slowly break it down here, okay? Okay. <laughs> Just fucking marching through the whole thing. Uh, Paige, he's got Gianni Melillo. I wasn't really that pushed on Derek Anderson anyway. I thought it was all just about Paige fighting in London. I think it pretty much stays the same, right? Yeah, it does. I don't think there's an awful lot he gains here from a win over either. So, um, you know, he's aiming to get back up towards that world title and um, to get a shot at that world title and... Uh, I think he's aiming at Lima, um, who's obviously the champ, and uh, you know it's just it's just a fight for me, really. I think it's just about mm. staying active for him. But yeah, it doesn't really excite me to be honest. I'm not going to lie, Pete's. I think uh, Edwards and Shipman. I think Bellator <laughs> shit the bed on this big time. Um, you know, th- this fight was meant to be made a long time ago, and yeah. you know, I don't know how you put Shipman in against Van Steen. It's based on what he's been doing in Bellator, and you know, he comes out, gets stopped in the second round. And now we're meant to be as excited as we would have been about Edwards v. Shipman. Um, that just that's not how fight game works, man. You, you got to keep the guys winning, and this is by all means for the best middleweight in Bellator, uh, without a doubt, from the UK. <laughs> you easy, know? easy. It's, it's yeah, but it, it would have been oh, so mu- it, it would have been so much more exciting as you said if they you know if he was coming in and not off that loss. Um, they did shit the bed with it, you know. I think it's not Shipman's fault or Fabian's fault. It's Bellator's it's fault. It's Bellator's and fault, yeah. And and I feel like you call this Edwards for this fight for everything. Probably a year, have you? Yeah, oh, longer than that. I feel like Edwards is risking everything now uh, by by the kind of the scope on this now. Yeah. His eight and zero record. Shipman just coming off a loss. Um, both Edwards and Shipman have told me they don't see it that way, but I'm afraid that's how the public perception is. To be honest, like I mean, I agree that that. But like, it, I mean, it should have happened before that. Like this is the fight. And now Van, this is the problem now. Van Steenis has gone and lost in the US now as well. Yeah. So Fabian wants to fight Van Steenis next. He's coming off a loss. That triangle, they've they've managed that very poorly. It slows really it, it slows momentum for all of them effectively. You know, any sort of it's uh, big like you know. Yeah. It's just, yeah. But it, but it definitely slows them down in terms of you know sort of maybe um, how the public perceived them as this you know sort of killer machine. They could have played it a lot more sensible three guys there that you can potentially, you know, be the future of the division. And, um, yeah, they've, they've really sort of um, put shit in the bed. And uh, but, I, but I think in terms of Fabian here, Fabian gets a good, good win. This, you know, this puts him up to that next level now. And I think we're going to see a big, big push from Fabian in 2020. If yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah. Van Steenis and Shipman wasn't even available to watch in Europe. Yeah, well, there you go. 
Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm not going to go I, on about it. If you're going to make a fight like that, you should yeah. be telling everybody this: the winner of this fight is going to fight Fabian Edwards, <clears throat> and then Fabian's fighting next against Jonathan. I forget well, his did, name. You know, this is the whole problem, even to like, the media. Can I just make this point? Yeah, sorry. Mike Shipman and Van Steena's fight, there's not a word about it. They haven't even advertised it as as a big European middleweight title fight. Yeah. Uh, well, not title fight, but fight, really. They should have been talking about Fabian all the way through that fight. Fabian comes out next. That's not on TV either. I mean, yeah. crazy. I, I don't know how they messed that up so they're, bad. They're fucking, uh, they're fucking up the narratives around it, as yeah. you said there. They're forgetting to build them. Exactly, 100%. It's the most crucial thing. And that's where I think the major difference between a lot of these promotions are... Um, you know the the really ones who really want to put a, an imprint and dent on the landscape and the mark. You know we see the UFC play that the whole time. It's not that hard really to do it. Just get the right people in to make this happen. And another thing you talked about, you know, exposure things like that. This fucking you know Tel Aviv card was on I believe Thursday. <laughs> the what you were saying there I was just about to say uh, Brazier v Saren back a double champ from um, Bama oh. versus a double champ from Cage Warriors. Ong. Since that fight has been announced in Dublin, I haven't heard much about that. No, that's a big fight. That's a huge fight. Like, it, I mean, it, it is. It's a it's an excellent fight. But like, you know, at the end of the day, I'd go as far as saying I'd go as far as saying it's the least hyped fight back fight we've seen since he's emerged. Yeah, and it's probably the biggest. It's it's one of the biggest along with the the Paddy Pimler fight. I'd say that he's done, and that shouldn't be the case. Easy. I don't know. They just haven't got that promotional arm working. They've, yeah, never, they, they've never had it working, mate. It's it, it's been very, very. Like, I mean, you can't say that when they sell out shows in Dublin, like, you know, when they make James a, a big commodity and they make all these other guys. But, but what's, listen, let's be honest, PC. What's selling out a lot of the shows in Dublin is, is the affiliations with the gyms. It's not what the eyes they're putting on TV in their marketing campaign. That's just that's just okay, that's yeah, wider the mark. Maybe. That's definitely yeah. wider the mark. So, um, you know, their promotion's been put very poor, very poor. Like even as I said, I'll go back to Thursday again. You know. It was on Thursday, then, you know, t- televising on the Friday. Like, do they really think in this day and age people don't look at the fucking internet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, come on, like, oh, come it's, on. It's all over the place again in terms of viewing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was, you, you know, you go into feckin' Instagram and you see, oh, there, there's the bloody knockout. You know, you're just going, ah, oh, come on, lads, just get, get it right. You, you know, the narratives aren't being sold properly. Um, there's wavering interest. Um, I think it's the local community that, as it's just said there, that are that are selling out these events. It's um, it's gone poorly. It's really I think more uh, than these guys are getting paid well. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm like, listen. I'm, down to I'm over the time. moon about that. But these guys could be getting more money if they did it right. Do you know what? All no sponsors. one's standing outside Ticketmaster going, "Oh, I can't wait to get these tickets because the lads are going to make a good amount of money." Yeah. Nobody says that. I know. Um, but, but my point is here, you know. I know, I'm agreeing with you. If they sold and marketed these guys more, these guys could get more sponsorships. You know, there could be more money for these guys. The whole game plan and strategy has been wrong in Europe since the get-go, and it's not getting any better. Um, a few good fights on this undercard as well. Uh, you mentioned Charlie War v. Pietro uh, Panini. Um, Alfie Davis v. Alessandro Body, who was coming in on short notice. Rob Hoyford v. Sam Cecilia. It's a cracker. I was meant to speak to Rob Hoyford a couple of weeks ago, but uh, he just didn't answer the phone. Fair play to him. Standard, um, standard. Akon Wanless v. Tim Barnett is a great fight. And, of course, Chris Bungard, um, who was meant to fight Mario Saeed, was really looking forward to that fight in fairness, now faces Benjamin Brander. Yeah, I think that's um, the one to watch, though, the Cecilia fight there against Rob Hoyford. That's that's that's, uh, that, that's that's fireworks written all over it. You know, Sam goes out and loves to bang. and uh, That should be a fun one to watch. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I think this might be Sam's first fight since the Pedro Carvalho fight, isn't it? Yeah, since the last, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, interesting there to see Tim Barnett as well. As far as I know, that's only a one-fight deal. He's signed with Bellator. Um, so interesting to see how that develops. Clever boy. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's pretty much all we're going to have to uh, forecast for the week. So um, big match tonight. But a ton oh, of people stuff. are listening to this um, podcast. It will all, uh, have already happened. I personally am going down to the pub for three points of Guinness and then going home. Uh, sad, I imagine. I expect us to get whooped. <laughs> How do you imagine Ireland fair against Denmark tonight, uh, Nolan? Remember, when people are listening to this prediction, it will have already happened. I will, you know, listen, um, four draws against them, I think, since I was at that 5-1 game when we lost the World Cup playoff here in Dublin. And it was uh, the first time I think I've ever left the game early. I left with a half an hour to go, Pizzi, because it was 5-1 with a half an hour to go. And, uh, you know, very upsetting. Yeah, listen, uh, we can pull off something. I think the best we can pull off is a draw and go to the playoffs. But I don't, man, I don't know. Listen, I'm, I'm hopeful. It'd be great. But um, I think we'll probably shit the bed. Yeah. Do you have a prediction? In mind okay, I'll go two. Was? I'll go two, two, one. Ireland. Shane Duff. Oh, Shane Duffy header in the 90th minute. I'll See say you four go nil wild. Denmark, um, <laughs> and that's optimistic as far as I'm concerned. Four um, nil. Jesus. So I mean. Put a bet on that for the crack. That's the kind of thing you put a bet on. You don't think about it now. Put a bet on that now for later on. You get good odds. I'm telling you. Fiver. Um, you probably get less than your money back, probably. Um, but uh, do you think Do you think your terrible affliction of a head cold will be gone by next week? I mean, It's not a head cold. It's been everything. A head cold, chest, uh, the, the shits, shits as well. I mean, it feels like you're just you're listing <laughs> random sicknesses you can have now. No, I'm not at all. I'm not. I've also developed a bit of a rash on my leg. Shut up. <laughs> Such a fucking agent. Um, hopefully, yeah. I hopefully, be feel better. Yeah, I've actually, I feel better now. Actually, talking to you for some reason. That's normally not the case, but uh, I felt like shit this morning when I woke up at nine o'clock. Really bad, but I feel that's because you usually. I feel better now. I had a lot. I, I, I did eat, uh, or not eat, drank um, a liter of juice there. So probably the vitamin C is always a good thing to get into. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just think like you're probably not used to waking up at nine a.m. ever. You know what I mean? Shut you're more fuck. Are you are you actually on acid? So. Like I'm always up. Like I don't sleep, dude. You know me. So I don't. Well, why why you come up with this fabrication? Up, up, you, up till four a.m. Then sleep for twelve. Is there hours. a man that loves to poke the bear more than P.T. Carroll? No, you're the greatest fucking little prick ever. You're like that just annoying kid. You know you what you are. You're like that you little, that really annoying. You drunk again? Twelve year old. See, he's doing it again. He's like that annoying twelve year old. Just. He's like you're like a flying shit. Is really what you are. I'd have hope of. I would have hoped that you'd stop drinking if you're this sick. You know what I mean. You're not helping yourself. Why was I um, drinking? What are you on about? Look, you're obviously very angry because you're in a drunken stupor again. Oh, um, <laughs> look, I hope I hope you can get Such well. I hope that you know someone helps you with with your sicknesses. Um, I hope someone helps you with your addictions. Um, Jesus but, Christ, um, this is fucking. Th- this is terrible. <laughs> this is an intervention, though. <laughs> Fucking hell. Holy mother of God. What's your plan for the weekend? Um, weddings? You more plan, weddings? No, I've no weddings. I've got to go and work in London for five days. Oh, yeah, straight. sorry. So when are you off? Wednesday. So no days off again this week for Peter Carroll. But um, you won't see me getting sick, no, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I hope you fucking, I hope you get down with the food poison or something. <laughs> I hope you have a well, lovely, guess what? I hope you have a lovely you burger. Know it. I hope if you, I was sick, you wouldn't even know. <laughs> I hope you have a lovely burger and then you just, yeah, I hope it's really nice at the time, the burger you eat. And then help you just have violent food poison for three days. Uh, it's actually happened to me while I've been away before. It's actually happened twice when I've yeah. been away. But do you know why nobody knew about it? Because you saw your soldier, Peter. 
because I didn't post about it 1,700 times <laughs> on the internet in the space of a week. So uh, continue to send your thoughts and prayers to Noel Thanks. for his head cold. Uh, Such a dick. You know, there's only so much Kleenex. All right, listen, who, listen, I have the mix and desk here, mate. I can mute you very easily, and we used to do it a lot. In the, I'll just mute him now for, for one second just to show that I have... Peter, how are you? Yeah, you can't talk because, yeah, I, I have the controls here, buddy. Quiet. Finish the show. <laughs> He's back now. Like he always pretend he's all hurt and upset. And oh, poor Pizzi. Oh, you right? Are you really? Are you really saying I'm looking for sympathy after your post this week? I, I literally had to text you and say, "Listen, mate, we know you have a fucking cold. It's going on five posts a okay, day." Okay, why are you still days. going on a bit? Jesus Christ! Here's a picture of me strepsils beside the <laughs> laptop. I'm still working. Okay, just so fucking hard I am. Mute lads. time. Mute time. Mute time. He's muted again. Stop fucking giving out to me. You're going to have to do that or I'll have to fire you, know, you know. You're going to have to stop doing that. <laughs> fire me, get fucked. <laughs> right, well, uh, we'll leave you to it. Hopefully, Noel will be better for him next week because he will be making the trek all the way to the north. I will in my hole. Uh, you will, I'm afraid. Um, you know, you have to start making some more sacrifices. The sacrifices I make for this podcast every week are unbelievable. I don't know my gear, Rod. Well, um, you know, excuses, excuses, excuses. Noel Excuses McGrath, that's what we'll call him. But uh, thank you very much, everyone, to listening again. Um, it's been great fun. So much. It's been great fun to so, just get so my name good. bashed on the on the show this week. The Noel bashing oh, show. Somehow, with God's will, Noel bash always stops running. And, Noel bash. Uh, be able to leave his house again. It would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> we need to start some type of troker box for you every time you get a cold. You're such a dick. All right, just wrap up the fucking show and get angry now. Love is loads. Um, please continue to send your words uh, of uh, love and support to Noel. Shut up. Head cold. Thank you very much. Love you. See you next week. <laughs>